Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Everyone and welcome to the Lauren Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. Please forgive my scratchy voice today. I sound like absolute garbage. I'm blaming the cold weather in New York City and I'm just not bundled properly. I don't know. I'm even thinking about wearing a mask outside again. No, I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, I hope everyone is having a good start to the week and a great February. I know that lately the Kim and Kanye drama has got me going crazy. I don't know if you guys are following this, but Kanye really wants Kim back and he is not making it a secret. Um, and he's making everyone uncomfortable, to be perfectly honest with you. Like this war is, I feel almost guilty um, following it and kind of getting entertained by it just because Kanye is like, you know, he's he's sick. I mean, he's clinically bipolar. So yeah, I'm not trying to like poke fun at him or anything, but um, it's, it's kind of crazy. He's posting Kim's text messages to him saying, you know, please don't hurt Pete. He could get really hurt if you keep this up. And then Kanye's like, oh, my wife says not to hurt Skeet. He calls him Skeet. It's just crazy, the back and forth. And then Kanye went and deleted all of the posts. So it's crazy. Lots of back and forth. And um, I guess I'm here for it, but I'm not making fun. Anyway, I've got a great episode for you guys today. So I have two Broadway stars. Um, I have Brandon McCall, who plays Simba in The Lion King on Broadway, and I have Shoba Narayan, who plays Jasmine in Aladdin on Broadway. So two great shows, great shows for kids, but, you know, I catch up with them and we just talk about um, the current state of Broadway and just how happy they are to be back and how things are looking right now. So it's a very positive convo. I was I was very um, excited to speak with them. They're lovely people. So uh, that is not where we're going to start. We're going to start with another guest first. And um, you might not know his name, but you will definitely know his face. Harold Perrineau, one of my favorite actors. I have loved this man since he was in the show Oz on HBO, where he played Augustus in the wheelchair. I don't know if you watched that or you remember, but he is just so sweet. And he is part of the new epic show that comes out tomorrow, February 17th, called From. That show looks so creepy, and I can't wait to watch. So I'm going to start with my interview with Harold, um, so you guys can hear what he has to say, and then I'll go into Brandon and Showa. So without further ado, here's Harold Perrineau. Hi, Harold. Hi, Lauren. How's it going? I'm way more excited to talk to you. So first of all, I'm, I don't want to blast you out for your age, but like you look so good. I have to just tell everybody, I cannot believe you're 58. I'm shook, Harold. Uh, uh, don't, don't be shook. I'm trying to catch up to, you know, the big boys out there. I'm, I'm a little, I think I'm a little older than Brad Pitt, but like pretty close and 
Yeah. I'm trying to hang out with the with, like with the, with the big guys. Like, no, you're so good. You're you're like still married too. You're like very wholesome. <laughs> you are. I am. Yes, that's why I'm like. I don't see Brad Pitt. That guy's you know. You don't need that. We don't need that shit. Um, no, I'm super I impressed. You're part, like. Yeah. I wanted to ask you also. Uh, did you really go to Alvin Ailey? Were you a dancer? Yeah, yeah, I was on scholarship at Alvin Ailey back in the '80s when, uh, you know, when I was a kid. Yeah, I mean, good. that's amazing. Are you kidding me? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's right. You were a New Yorker, so yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I say that, and people are like, "Where'd you go?" <laughs> wait, I feel like so. I'm originally I'm from New Hampshire. I knew about Ailey growing up. I knew I was like, holy shit, you go to Ailey, like you are making it. Yeah. I mean, that is like, I feel like nobody <laughs> knows that about you. <laughs> some people do, some people don't. Like, I, and you know what the deal is? I, I, I worked really hard to hide it for a while because uh, even when I went to Ailey, I really wanted to do was be an actor. I just didn't know how to get there. Yeah. And so, uh, I, but I was a pretty good, I was a good dancer and I got a scholarship. And so I went, and I thought, like, this is it. I made it. I'm yeah. an actor. And it turns out I was a really good dancer, and that's it. <laughs> 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 like, I, I was like, I can act, too. And they were like, sure, you can. <laughs> wow. We that's nuts. So it's, I mean, it must be really tough, honey, being so good at so many things. Cry me a river. Um, you know, <laughs> um, like... That's terrible. <laughs> no, I have to say, well, actually, first of all, can you talk closer into the phone? Sometimes you sound really distant um, and you're going to oh, cause. Really? I have headphones on. Oh, uh, really? Oh, that's weird. I'm like, you're going to cause me to do extra work. Um, but <laughs> no, I, I go ahead. I keep moving around in my chair. So I'm going to. Well, that's okay. Me. What, what, um, what part of Brooklyn are you from, by the way? Uh, East New York. I grew up in a, uh, these projects called Cypress. Yeah, oh, Shit, I yeah. hope I never have to go to East New York. Seriously? <laughs> Why? Why? It's scary no. as fudge, uh, man. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no. I mean, sure. Like, yeah, sure. But people live <laughs> in East and they, and they make it every day. And uh, it's scary. It can be scary. But, you know, to all my people that are out there, keep your head up, man. We, we, keep, we keep hustling and keep pushing. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I I feel like I I think of East New York and I is it still pretty like it's pretty violent, no? Um it it look, it can be like a lot of neighborhoods where you find uh uh depressed economics and like hard to, you know, find a way out. Yeah, those places can be pretty violent, but like all of New York, mm-hmm. uh, there are people who are discovering like the things about it that are beautiful. And they're like, you know, buying homes there now and, uh, and, and renovating those homes. And so while well, that's happening all throughout New York, which is really interesting. So even in East New York. And so what it makes it really interesting for folks like me, because I'd come back to New York a couple of years ago and I was thinking about buying a place. And I yeah. just couldn't imagine spending the amount of money they were asking for. I'm like, that's I East know. New York. Yeah, I know. Isn't that funny? I did hear that. I actually, I did hear that um, people were starting to buy out there at that part of Brooklyn, but I didn't, you know what I mean? Like how obviously at this point, like I would personally never want to live in Williamsburg because as much as I love Brooklyn, I love 
like Bay Ridge and Bensonhurst and Gravesend. I don't like the trendy part of it. You know, I don't like the whole, uh, but I also don't like where you're from either. That part fucking scares me. So, <laughs> you know what I mean though? Well, so I'm like very specific Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, I'm specific yeah. Brooklyn. I'm on the Upper East Side. So I'm 79th and 3rd Avenue. So um, it's very, it's very tough on the Upper East Side streets. Let me tell you, Harold. (laughs) But let me tell you something. I used to live up on 81st Street, like in 1st Avenue. Okay. And uh, and I was like, oh, wow, I'm on the Upper East Side. Some of the shenanigans that were going on in some of those, in some of those homes, I was surprised by. Yeah. I was like, wait, this is a, there are women you can, what is I know. I know. No, I, I've, I've seen, I've definitely seen my fair share of stuff, I would say. I mean, when I was 20, my doorman actually on 80th Street, he was stabbed like outside broad daylight. It's kind of crazy. Um, right. So yeah, so right. things, things obviously happen um, wherever, whichever area you're in. I mean, I have to say, it's I have not. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I haven't been super impressed with the mayor so far, and I was really excited for a new mayor. But so far, I'm kind of like, right. you know, your your my kids have to be masked up in school still. I'm just not, you know, bail reform is it's just it, I don't like it. I don't like what's going on. What I'm seeing. Um, well, now, look, look, I don't. He's only been in there what two months now. Yeah. Is that, is that it? So I think yeah, just about. And yeah, and unless he has a, a you know a degree in advanced you know biology, he can't totally fix the pandemic part of it. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> I know, but, but, I know, but like your kids are older, so I feel like your girls, you know, you don't really have to worry about the the after effects. No, my of, little one is, is my little my little one has got a uh, she's had a mask on for the last two years. She's oh wait, how old is your youngest? My youngest is eight. My middle is thirteen, and my oldest that you you're talking about is twenty seven. Oh yes, the so, act. Yeah, yes, have, she's the actress. Have, yeah, yeah, we had a real spread. I was. I was really determined to just have one kid for a really long time. <laughs> I was like, nah, baby, we got, we got one. We're good. <laughs> and then yeah. at some point, some point they, they both convinced me, like, let's do it again. And then we did it one more time and then called, it, called quits. I mean, uh, that's pretty uh, impressive. You were, yeah. you were chasing, you know, an infant when you were 50. That's pretty awesome. Good for you. I can barely <laughs> I do it in my 30s. So... I can. It's hard. I was like, no, thank you. But my wife was like, oh, yes, thank you. Yes. I love her. I love her. Now, I want to talk. I want to get into um, From. I'm so excited. This looks yeah, so scary. Now, I mean, am I going to be scared shitless? Like, is this? I'm so excited to watch this. Uh, do you do you like, do you get scared? Like a jump, like jump scare? I love jump. I love being jumpy. I do. I, lo- I look forward to it. Got it. Yeah. So yes, this, this, so this is going to be jumpy. Uh, yes, <laughs> scary. Uh, it's it's real gory. It's uh, it's. I'm, if I'm being honest, it's it's frightening. It really is. Like, okay. These people are stuck in this town. They cannot get out. Kind of like where we are with this pandemic. Trying to get out, coming up with everything you can, cannot find your way out. Every road leads back to the town, and at night they've been hunted by these. Creatures, monsters, whatever you want to call them. Uh, it's, it's terrifying. Yeah. It's fully terrifying. Like, but that being said, what I think, what I think people are going to dig is like, you really get into these characters. You really get into the story of these, these people. Then you start identifying with people. For instance, 
Yeah. He has to keep everybody safe, or he that's what his task is for, you know, that he feels. And so there are rules. Mm. And, and you follow the rules and you stay safe. But then there's another part of the town called the Colony House. And there are way less rules. And they're like, listen, this is the only life that we have. So we're going to treat it this way. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they do what they do at, in the Colony House. They all still have to survive. Nobody's getting out. But they, they approach it in really different ways. And that's the part that I think, for me, is really interesting. And also really terrifying. Yeah. Like, yeah. They can't, they can't get it together to figure it out. But but you got to figure it out. Oh, my and, gosh. And there are That's... literal sponsors. Like yeah. Sponsors. No, no mask is going to help you. Sponsors. <laughs> You're going to eat. Period. <laughs> Done. Crap. <laughs> Well, I'm very, very excited. I really like scary shows. So I was watching Yellow Jackets before, and I'm like, I need something to replace that. I feel like this is going to be perfect. Good. This is it. We're, we're your show. I, I haven't seen all of Yellow Jackets. I've seen some of it. It's so, so dope. Yeah, uh, it is yeah, dope. I think we can... Uh... Yeah. Yes. Wait, you know what else I have to tell you? And this is super inappropriate of me because not like, you know, I'm not going to offend you or anything, but I watched when I was younger, I used to sneak and watch Oz when I was like literally 12. I mean, I feel like I have a lot of my deep, deep rooted mental issues because of that. But um, no, you were like, you, that's how I knew you. And that's still how I think of you as crazy as that sounds. Like, I mean, I know it. Like your hair, I like when I see you and your hair is not in the braids, it's weird for me. Like, honestly, exactly. did that role change your life? Uh, it, 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 um, it was like the first big uh, television role that I had, had ever had. I had done a couple of movies already, but it was the first big television role that I had. And so uh, it, was, it was really transformative in a lot of ways uh, because of the crew that we had and because of the film by Tom Fontana who's just a prolific, brilliant writer. Um, mm. And so, as it, like as an artist, it was just really, it was, it was great for me as a young actor to be in, in the presence of like artists like that, that just work and work hard, they party hard, they live hard, they, they produce amazing things that, that have really uh, great uh, social commentary and entertainment value. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it changed my life. And it also made me a little aggressive while we were shooting it, but then when it was over, I was done. Oh yeah. No, I can only, I can only imagine Harold that like, I don't think I would sleep at night. I I wouldn't. Yeah, you, you don't. It's really, it's really tricky sometimes. Like if you're, you know, certain kind of actor and like, and and you want to like live, even though I was just a narrator, you kind of still have to live in that space where you're, you're locked away. You know what I mean? Just like you have to live in this space where you're, where you're locked away and you're being hunted. And so my family may not have so much fun with me, but it really <laughs> works for the, for the show. <laughs> yeah, no, I exactly. Yeah. And don't even, don't even pull that. I was just the narrator. Okay. You were like, literally, I mean, such an integral part of that show. And if I remember correctly, it's been a while. Augustus had some shit happen to him. So I feel like he did not he get did. away like scot-free. So um no no he wasn't unscathed by yes exactly uh, yeah exactly do you talk to anyone from the show still or like do you touch with anyone i do i do we talk to people all the time and unfortunately because you know it was a long time ago we're getting older we lost a few cast members 
just recently, and so we've all been in contact because of that. <gasps> oh my gosh, um, I forgot. But, Poet died. Yeah, mom, we lost moms this year. Oh. who was also who's one of the uh, Muslims. We lost uh, the guy who played uh, my dad, uh, uh, Anthony. Oh. Uh, 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 I can't think of Anthony's last name right now, but we, we lost a couple of people this year. It was, it was okay. Tough year. It was tough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, but yes, that being said, we all do talk. I talked to Dean like two nights ago. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I talked to Tom maybe three weeks ago. And so we all wait. Who? Yeah, I missed the last one. Tom Fontana. Oh, uh, who did he play? Tom Fontana was the writer creator. Oh, writer. Cre- okay. All right. Well, you're like, yeah. no idiot. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, well, no, no, no. I know that I'm throwing around names like you should know him. You were 12. No, I know what Dean. I, <laughs> I know Dean. He's he's a very well-known actor. Dean, what's his face? Um, Dean Winters, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ryan O'Reilly. I know exactly. I know exactly. I'm not totally clueless. I'm not totally clueless, okay? I thought I thought he was hot, Ryan O'Reilly. So I was like, oh, I, I do him. I, I, I can feel that coming out of your mouth. It was yes! Just, I could tell you were just about to say that. You knew that. Like, when I'm watching, I'm like, hmm, if I had to pick a prisoner, I would definitely do him. Um, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, Harold, this this has been Love. such an honor to talk to you. I hope we so can keep fun. in touch. Um, you can follow me so on lot. Instagram at Lauren underscore interviews. <laughs> And you can repost this interview if you so choose. I would be grateful. Um, but yeah, I cannot wait to watch From. So thank you so much. Yeah, check it out. And listen, follow me, or, or you don't have to follow me, but check if any of you, if you or your fans want to see the show live, like if you don't have Epic, we're yeah. doing a live stream of the first episode tomorrow night. Oh, on uh, Twitter, right? So on Twitter, yep. Okay. So if, if you follow me, if you hit me up on Twitter, I'll let you know. Uh, how to log on and all that stuff. Oh, fun. How do we find you on Twitter? It's just at my name at Harold. Okay. No underscores, no nothing, just my name. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I already follow you on Instagram, but I'm going to go and follow you on Twitter as well so I can be a part of this, okay? Okay. Awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Bye. Okay. Wasn't he so cute? I was just so... So excited to talk to him, even though, again, my voice sounds like crap. Um, Hopefully, he thought it was cute. Okay, guys? Um, Hopefully, he's like, wow, I really like your scratchy voice. Probably not. Um, Anyway, all right. I'm going to play my interview with Brandon and Shoba so you can see what they have to say or hear what they have to say. They are, like I said, just very positive, happy people. And I was really pleased with just their positivity and their outlook on Broadway. So here's Brandon McCall and Shoba Narayan. Okay. Hi, Shoba. Hi, Brandon. Hey, hey. Hi How you doing? I'm good. Are you guys doing well? Yeah. I'm doing great. We are. Good. <laughs> I have a little bit of a scratchy throat. I will say, I don't know how you guys do what you do every day. Um, your voices are, I mean, our voices are a crazy instrument. Am I right? <laughs> yes, yes. I was yeah, just about to say, join think- the club. Yeah, well, wait. So maybe you can help me really quick. I mean, what do I do here? Tea, like honey, lemon? I don't know. What am I supposed to do? Tea, Lots of rest. water. Water is your best friend. Yeah. Okay. I have a water bottle here right now. Okay. Well, I mean, coffee is generally my best friend, so that's probably the worst thing I can do. I'm assuming that dries me out, but but I need it. So, yeah, um. <laughs> 
So you know what? I am going to start, Brandon. I'm going to start with you because you're making your Broadway debut. Am I right? As Simba and the Lion King. That is so exciting. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Does it feel amazing to be back on Broadway or to be on Broadway, I should say? Oh, yeah. It's, it's awesome. I mean, just to have this experience um, with my, my company, uh, the cast and the crew, um, to be able to, you know, tell this story every night, um, to be able to, you know, bring joy to so many people, um, to even change lives. Um, yes. you know, it's, it's a wonderful thing and, you know, it's always bigger than me. So, <laughs> you know, in those moments, you know, it, it's, it's always mm. amazing when I can do something that helps other people. And also it's amazing for my kids, you know, they, they get to see daddy on stage and, and I'm a, a true, uh, you know, testament to them that, you know, you can chase your dreams and they can come through. Yes. That honestly, that is the sweetest thing ever. How old are your kids? I have a four-year-old and I have a soon-to-be seven-month-old. Oh, that's so nice. Okay. So it's like a dream for your four-year-old to see daddy as Simba. Are you kidding? My kids would be thrilled like I was Elsa they'd be like oh my gosh mommy's Elsa that would be the coolest thing ever <laughs> um no mommy is mommy's very far from Elsa and yeah whatever um but you know you know what I'm so impressed with I have to say Brandon is that the Lion King is such a physical show so it's not do you ever get and this sounds really crazy but do you ever get kind of jealous of other actors and other shows because they have it so easy <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, bro. Well, you don't have to put this on. You don't have to dance with this on your head. Like, yeah, um, you know, sometimes we have those moments. Um, <laughs> I'm always teasing. Um, well, me and uh, L. Stephen Taylor, who plays Mufasa, we're always teasing each other because you know Mufasa is in the first act, and then of course uh, Mufasa dies, and then yes. I come in. So it's like when he finishes his show, he's like, all right, your turn. He's ah! like, uh. <laughs> Wait, I love that. I love hearing those little, those little moments. Yeah. Where he's like, all right, now you go sweat. Okay. Um, and you're like, right, cool, right. not getting any younger, but awesome. Um, no, I, I, you guys are, this Broadway community is there. You're some of the strongest people I've, I've ever seen because this has been so hard on everyone and obviously not just performers, but, um, people backstage. And it's just, it's so lovely to see, um, just Broadway coming back to life. So Shoba, have you, have you found that, you know, the audience members are more excited to be there? Have you found that, you know, the energy level is, is the same as it used to be pre pandemic? I mean, I, I can say that I, audience, the audiences have been even more excited to come back. They are laughing. They're, they're, they're off. They are, you know, yeah. Um, <laughs> reacting to every single joke everything is landing I mean it is it is unlike anything I've ever experienced everyone is just so happy to be back to be able to be in a room with so many people, people experiencing a story and going on a journey um and and uh, being in a theater where they're left moved <laughs> and you know, filled with joy and having a cathartic experience I think lacking for so long um, and I mean, what do we, what do we turn to when, when times are tough, it's art and mm -hmm. to be able to come back and have an experience that we haven't been able to have in, in so, so long, it's the most wonderful thing. So I think the audiences have just, unbelievable. what do you think, Brandon? 
Oh, yeah, they've been amazing. Uh, I can remember, you know, at one show, the people were clapping along to uh, the the Weema Web song. Uh, <laughs> In the jungle, the mighty jungle. Yes. Like, they started clapping. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, you know, it's not something I'm used to, but in yeah. that moment, it was very special, you know, oh. and, and very uh, organic and spontaneous. So when they started clapping, it, it actually um, <laughs> hiding the stakes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure if those like you live for that. Like I'm sure it makes the show fresh and new because you're doing it eight times a week, which isn't easy. Um, but have I mean, I am like petrified to even cough in an audience. Like I, I as as an audience member, have you guys experienced anything like that where you know an audience member was coughing and they had to be escorted out? You know, there's so much going on while we're on stage that I don't hear any of that. You don't even pay attention. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you guys are good. You don't break the fourth wall. (laughs) No, but I mean, we we have such a great um, team, um, our front of house staff. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And there are times where people, you know, I don't know what's going through their minds, but they decide that they want to, you know, take their mask off and they're escorted out as, you know, as quickly as possible. You know, if you can't follow the rules right. to keep everyone safe, then, you know, there are yeah. consequences. Uh, right. But for the most part, we've, we've had a great audience. You know, everyone comes in wearing their mask um, and just enjoying the show, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I I went to see a show and I um I was surprised. My mask kind of fell below my nose and the woman, the usher, I swear she punched me like four times. I was like, yo, I'm like, I'm really sorry. I'm not doing this on purpose. Like literally punched me. So, I mean, they mean business. Nobody is getting sick. Okay. Like they mean business. So what do you guys, what do you guys got to do to keep everyone safe and to Mm -hmm. to keep our shows open? So, um, no, we're definitely like super, super appreciative of audiences coming in, uh, with their with their PPE and uh, and keeping mm-hmm. it on and, and enjoying, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something that everyone should remember, whether you know you're pro mask, you're not pro mask. It's like if you're going to see a show, these people on stage, you guys as performers, like you rely on your body to do your job, right? Like you have to be healthy. So I mean, oh, yeah. it's like it's your livelihood. So people should really understand that. That you know, if you if you want to see a show and you want to you want to enjoy it, you gotta follow the rules because these are the people that really can't get sick. Um, now, what do you guys see? What do you guys see the future for Broadway with you know with everything that's happened? Do you see you know? more new musicals coming? Do you see old musicals, classic musicals coming back? What are you guys thinking? Um, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's happening now. Uh, there are new shows um, that are coming to Broadway in the next couple weeks, I believe, next few weeks. Um, mm. So, yeah, I mean, the, the art is not going to stop. The creativity won't stop. Um, right. So, yeah, Broadway will, it will be open. Um, it's open now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, the yes, it is. For Broadway, is is bright. It's very bright. Good. I love. I love the positive outlook. I feel. I feel the same way. Shoba, do you have anything to add? Yeah. I mean, I think we're going to see a combination of new works and reimagined works. Um, you know, a, yeah. a new spin on a classic tale or something completely new. There, I think something that we had a lot of conversations about as, as an industry while we were down mm. um, were 
were a lot about what stories are we telling and are we, are, are we um, exploring different people's perspectives, different cultures, different races, and are those represented on stage? So I think we're seeing, we're going to see a lot of new things coming in that are going to our audiences, that are going to allow our audiences to be empathetic to different people, different, uh, different ethnicities, um, experiences. And I think it's going to, it's, it's going to make our world uh, even better because that is, that is what art does. So I'm, I'm very excited and optimistic about the future. I do think it's extremely bright and Good. Uh, our going to flourish. Absolutely. I love hearing that just because I love theater so much. Um, and I, I really feel like it's, you know, I felt like New York City couldn't fully come back until Broadway was back. Um, now, do you guys think that casting wise, um, you know, Broadway is doing a better job with with diversity in their casting? Oh, yeah. I, I definitely think so. I think it's it's a it's a priority um, in a way that it it wasn't as much before. Um, I I can speak to, to Disney um, and say that they ha- they have been wonderful leaders in this fight for uh, equality and inclusion. Um, and I I definitely think an an, an effort made to make our stages and uh, our behind the scenes and our um, creative reflect the way that uh, a street of New York City looks like, which is diverse, mm. of all walks of life. All That's a great point, Shoba. Super good point. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, thank you so much. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was like, that's just a really good point. Um, <laughs> no, but I am being told we have to move on. You guys are so lovely. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. Um, I want everyone to go see Lion King, everyone to go see Aladdin. I've seen both. They're amazing shows. So Shoba and Brandon, thank you so much. Uh, thank, thank you for, for having, having us. Have a great day, guys. You too. You Bye. too. Okay. Well, I hope you guys liked today's episode and I hope you like the new format um, with, you know, different guests on on each episode and making the episodes longer. I hope that is working for you guys. It's working for me. I'm into it. I'm into it. Um, All right. Well, thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple. And um, you can follow me on Instagram at Lauren underscore interviews and on Twitter at Colin underscore Lauren. Um, Until next time, thanks for listening.